Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire basketball podcast. That's right. We're back doing hoops. You're like, where'd you go? We all you do is football. There's no basketball for the podcast. We have plenty on mwire.com. You know who I am, Jeremy Moss. We have a new basketball guy here for joining the podcast. And you know, Andrew Dekoff, this is a tryout, I'm telling you. I didn't tell you before, but if you're not very good, we may just say see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Completely false. <laughs> no. We'll be good. So welcome. You've been writing for a few months. Let people kind of know who you are, what you're doing, and what's your deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, I, like you said, I've been writing for Mountain West Wire for a couple months now. Uh, other than that, before that, I was doing just my own uh, analytics system and bracketology things. I've got a website, uh, dpihoops.net, where I'll be posting that. The new rankings should be going up in about a week or so, um, now that we've finally got some games in the system. So looking forward to that. Um but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Decoff as well. How often do you do the updates? Because I saw a tweet you did a while back about early seasons. Like, this is why I don't do rankings because it doesn't, it's not really great after like two games. Yeah. So I usually wait until at least Thanksgiving uh, before I really start to try to make those too public uh, or, you know, make any inferences based off of them. Uh, it, like you said, just not, there's just, Two games is not enough to get anybody in, but usually once you get everybody having played about five or six, that area, it starts to get a little bit better. And obviously as the season goes along, it's going to hopefully, anyway, get get more accurate. Can I ask you a selfish question really quick? Sure. How bad is Utah after they lost by 20-something to Coastal Carolina today? Where do they fall? They plummet like a rock? (laughs) Ooh, I I haven't gotten that. (laughs) I I know it's just hours ago. Yeah, I don't think that would be good. Like you said, with with a with a, such a small amount of data in the system, and something like that would definitely uh, have a pretty big effect this early in the season. <laughs> yeah, I am quite disappointed that happened. Even though I looked at Kempom, just yeah. curious to how they're rank, rated, it, it was like a plus one for Utah or minus one for Utah. I'm like, ah, that's okay. I'm a, I I pay attention to more Utah football. We got the Rose Bowl coming up possibly. It's cross my fingers. Hey, there you one. go. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We'll get back to hoops. You hear me talk about football now, so we're getting to hoops here. So what the deal is, we're going to probably do this about once a week, something like that. Hopefully. Fair, yeah. Somewhat regularly so people can keep in touch and know what we're doing. So this first episode, uh, what we're going to do, kind of, we have a question we sent over to you. we kind of going back and forth of what we want to talk about. So basically kind of an overview through, what, five games, six games that people played? Mm-hmm. One thing we should note, New Mexico came back to rally tend to be NMSU, so maybe Lobos aren't terrible. But, sorry, I shouldn't shouldn't say a 5-1 Lobo team's (laughs) terrible, but they just looked a little iffy to me. But the plan is to kind of go over who's done what the first couple weeks. So let me ask you a big question. What um, We're going to save the UNLV talk for later because that's always a hot hot button topic for everybody because you know how Rebel – are you familiar (laughs) with the Rebel fans and how they like to – Say they're really good. Well, I've uh, I've seen it from a little bit of a distance, but I'm I'm excited for this season to really be in the thick of it. <laughs> oh, it, it it'll get there because you're kind of doing yeah. all over the place for what we're doing, asking to previews here and there, recaps all the different teams. But right, so let's start with this: Aztecs and Aggies. Is it? Don't let this be. I'm going to ask it yes or no, but don't answer yes or no and be a jerk. But <laughs> like the Aggies are and and Aztecs are top of the conference, and it's not close. Is that basically what we see at the past first couple of games of number fifteen ranked Utah as well? I might add. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the, they're definitely my one and two in the league. I don't know at this point that the gap between San Diego State and like New Mexico is as big as we might think. I, I think I'm a little higher than on New Mexico than you are. It sounds like, but. Uh, yeah, I think Utah State and San Diego State are definitely the class of the league um, sitting right up there at one and two. I think it'll be like that all season. 
There's my reason I'm not in Mexico. They lost to UTEP, who is usually okay. I'm not putting down UTEP. Like, oh, they're a terrible team. They're undefeated. They're on conference. I like UTEP. I like UTEP this year. I like Bryson Williams, an old Mountain West guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so I like... I like them. I'm not too down on New Mexico because of that loss. Well, I'm not, but I, I guess my concern may be McNeese State. You got to win by more than ten. Am I being greedy by saying you should blow up McNeese State? What are they? Uh, not a Sun Belt. Are they SoCon? <laughs> what what league are they in? The Southland. They're in the league where we we travel. They're like Texas Southern. Let's travel non conference for money. Here's our charity right. tour, yeah. getting money for our season because <laughs> they go to Texas, they go to Richmond, they go to Wisconsin, they go to Louisiana, they go to Western Michigan. They go to well, that's about it. They get Missouri Kansas City at home. Good for them, a whack school. <laughs> <laughs> the kangaroos, exactly. Yeah. But uh, maybe I, I think it's a little bit bigger distance. But let's go to Utah State. They are by far the best team. I think by far, like yeah, yeah. Aztecs might be ranked in a couple in a week or two, depending on how like the Vegas invite goes pretty soon. But they they literally torched a Weber State team who's usually pretty good. They torch Denver. Who cares? They're torching sure. everybody. Yeah. Montana State, who's usually decent out there in the big sky, gave them a run. But, like, I can't wait. Yeah. This will go up. We'll talk about this game right now since we're here at the top, essentially. They play LSU Friday at uh, Five Mountain. It's out in um, Jamaica, right? Yeah, that's right. It's the the Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic, I think. That's the one. So what you do, you know what that means. You go to Jersey Mike's, Aggie fans up in Logan. <laughs> Go get your sandwich there, kick back, watch some hoops, then go get your dollar off McDonald's thing and watch the football game Friday. <laughs> there you go. So what what do you what's your thoughts on the on the um we'll go to LSU real quick. What's your kind of thoughts on they're sitting at three and one. They're an SEC team. They lost to VCU by two. They've beaten now nobody great so far on the year. Like they haven't played anybody. This both will be a good best matchup for each team so far. Yeah, no, I think this is definitely going to be Utah State's biggest test. Uh, it could be their biggest test of the non-conference season, honestly, depending how if Florida turns things around. St. Mary's, Ooh, I don't know. That they're... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, for LSU, I think their, their size, I mean, I know they're not the tallest team, but they've got a lot of big guys there. Like, you know, Trenton Watford, Emmett Williams, even Darius Days, like these guys are all solid scorers. They're good rebounders. I think it's going to be tough with Utah State if they don't have Kata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they do. It's like you got to have yeah, the size, I, and he's really, really good. What's that? He's really good. Like you're, if you mention size, like you say, it's like that's kind of yeah. Doesn't mean they can't win, but Kata's one of the best defenders in the country as well from last year as a right. freshman. You know, and you're throwing Kuba Karkowski out there. Yeah, he's a, he's a big body, but he's he's not uh, Namiya's Keita. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. But the backcourt matchup, that's what I'm really excited about. I guess Sam Merrill, that's what you want to see, right? So he's up to yeah. Sam Merrill versus Mays. That's going to be a good one. Exactly. Both- Maryland Mays, Brock Miller, Javante Smart. It's just it's some great players out there. Honestly, not having Keita for this is pretty disappointing just from a, a viewer standpoint. Right, I definitely hear you. So looking at the how it's rated real quick, Ken Palm has Utah State 47, LSU 38, but Aggies are a two-point favorite, neutral site favorite. So I think – is it going to – because here's look at the Aggies. Like, they don't have Kata, but it's not that they needed him. But what it can do as well is give other players like, oh, you may only get 18 minutes a game. You're getting 29 now just because our big man's out there and they're spreading it out. I know they've blown out opponents, so – like we're it's like your rankings. We're looking at five games. If guys play ten minutes right. a night, which they have at least a dozen or was it a guy or ten guys that play ten minutes a night, seven that play twenty plus, five guys in double figures. Like Brito's a good player. He's only averaged eleven points a game. He's probably better than that. They have Justin yeah. being a double double machine so far throughout the year. Right. So, and honestly, you know, I, I kind of made a little joke about Kuba Karkowski, but having him playing solid good minutes against good opponents in the early season actually might not be a terrible thing for their depth later on when Kata comes back, hopefully, you know, now you've got a guy who's actually been out there and and played some big games. Uh, so that could actually end up working in their favor in the long run. Yeah, it could be. He's getting about 18 minutes you know, a game right now, not a ton yeah. of points, but he's five rebounds is fine. Maybe a bit higher, but he's not their starting. Well, they have a couple of guys, but him and, and Trevin Donis are playing a little bit kind of splitting time yeah. there, but what is they play guys with big guys? Okay, fouls to give up. 
And they're not. They Utah State can go small as well. They'll need to go have a big guy sure. the entire game by looking at those guys combining twenty eight minutes a game. So they don't need them to bring up twenty five plus minutes to get a victory. They can go three guards and two forwards or four four and one or something like that and be fine. Yeah, no, I I think that that that's true. That uh, I, I think Justin Bean is big enough and good enough, uh, you know, to to be out there as kind of the, the big guy in a small smaller lineup. So can we see a Willis Reed lineup with uh, Keta coming back somehow? <laughs> is that going to be the deal? Yeah, I mean, I want to see him like coming in on one of those uh, seaplanes, just landing right in and being driven straight to the stadium. <laughs> in a dude buggy <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember the injury when it happened during the summer. It's a knee thing. I, it's he didn't play the rest of FIBA for Portugal. He. Yeah, it's Portugal, right? Yeah. Not Brazil. They speak the same language. Uh, yeah, Portugal. Okay, Portugal. they both speak the same language. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, hold on. So he didn't right. play the FIBA, the rest of FIBA. He's like a ghost out there. We don't know what's going on. So I think do you, I think there's a decent chance that with the teams they've played, they don't want to risk it. But like you said, this could be their biggest game of the year. I think they need to roll him out for this one if he's if he's good to go. Right. I mean, obviously, if he's good to go, if he's not playing, then, you know, in a game of this magnitude, you've got to start to wonder just how serious the injury is. Because like you say, if they're holding him out as a precaution, then okay, that makes sense. But if he's healthy enough to go and doesn't play or, you know, sorry, if he's not healthy enough to go against LSU, then that starts to get worrisome. The the kind of hush around it sort of reminds me about like Bull Bowl last year in mm-hmm. Oregon, and that's not encouraging. No. Also, with the way the net ratings go, we're near to the net, which we haven't really discussed at all anywhere. It's kind of like last year's like, what's the net? What are we doing? This could be like, if it's a good loss, it's, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but if they do lose, so right now, LSU, I don't buy. I don't know how this number comes to be, but they're net fourteen RPI number two. So, if they lose, that could be like a Q one loss, which is like okay, whatever. You lose, they may drop a few spots in the rankings. They have a decent St. Mary's team to play. Uh, maybe when they play BYU, if the only child is back, that's helpful. I think that's a game he does come back. That could be a better game. They got Florida, like you mentioned, at Orange Bowl Classic. So, like, if it's a loss, it's like it's not. But again, the Mountain West, like we've for years discussing it's like a one bid league this is a game they have to win not just for themselves but for everything overall to help out the whole conference to have the better because right, right now utah state's and net am i right on this like it's one oh i must have been looking at it wrong there are i went to warren nolan which is a great website yes it, they when i listed when they when you go list by list by rpi i thought it was net because it goes 123 i'm like that can't be right they're sitting at 29 but <laughs> they got like they already have four Q wins. It's four four Q four wins. It's like Montana State, Weber, Denver's three twenty four. Sorry, Weber State's a their best winning Q three win. I think if my math is correct here. But now are these net numbers current? Because I thought that they hadn't come out with those. Or does does Warren Nolan just kind of? I think. Well, oh, maybe they do it week by week or something. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay, but, let's say they're within a margin of error of ten percent. Sure. They're, okay, a top 40 Utah State team and a top 20 LSU team. Regardless, yeah. LSU's going to be pretty good. And RPI, I think, is current number two. So it's, like I said, like this has to be like a game. It's like, if you want this league to get respect, Utah State, when they get Kata back, like if they beat LSU without Kata, are they a top 10 team? Because they're sitting at 15. They, they could. I think that if they... If they beat LSU without Kata, they might be a top ten team, but I don't know if they'll actually get voted into the top ten. If that makes sense, no, I get you. Um, yeah, I mean, because they they really do have a pretty complete team, um, especially with the the starters and the and the main rotation. But yeah, I mean, if they can if they can show that they can hang with top twenty five teams without their second best player and really the best player on just about any other Mountain West team. Oh, yeah. Mania Skeda, you know, then, yeah, they've got to be in the conversation for one of those top teams in the country. Gotcha. So I like to play a game when we had Eli Betker hanging out with us. We'd play the game of <laughs> FBI – or, sorry, basketball, BPI, which he hated, and it took him two years to get decent at it <laughs> just because it's fun. Let me pull it up here. Give me, give me a projection. What do you think the – remember, neutral site game, Utah State's a higher-ranked team. 
What do you think ESPN's BPI has on this one? Who's favored, first of all? Oh, who's favored in this game? Who do you think is favored by BPI? I would say Utah State is favored. And what's your percentage? Um, like sixty-one. I'm sorry, you fell on the first try, Andrew. Oh no! <laughs> LSU's favored fifty-two percent. Really? Is it because they're closer to Baton Rouge? Works, Me neither. Honestly. That was the funny good part. I'm like, all right, you get to guess. It's like what twenty percent off, thirty percent off. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I. I don't want to speak too too ill of others, but you know hey, that's one that I just haven't really gotten my head around hey, what they're doing. Hey, they don't listen. It's okay. Yeah, that's fair. So, what do you got? <laughs> do you think Utah State's got the victory with or without Kate? I'm assuming Kate is not going to play. It'd be likely nice if he would. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Utah State in this game mostly because I thought that LSU was going to beat VCU as well, and I went with LSU in that game. And I was wrong. It was a great game, but they came out on the other side of it. Uh, this time, I'm going to go with Utah State. Hopefully, I don't jinx them with that. But hey, we'll start a trend here, so we'll be, see. <laughs> I think it's going to be another really good game, just kind of like that LSU-VCU game It should was. be, because had they beaten VCU, this would be a top 25 matchup. Oh, yeah. Because Tigers are just on the outside. Um, also, as you should note, it was, uh, when I said 5 o'clock, that's 5 o'clock Mountain Time. I apologize because that's my ESPN setting is for a schedule. It's on CBS <sighs> CBS Sports Network, so it's a late evening game on the East Coast. It's afternoon for us. It's cool. We can watch, get out of work early or whatever you're doing if you have that type of schedule. Check it <laughs> out. Get that. Watch this game because this will be, well, this is probably arguably the best non-conference matchup, I'd say, overall, just about, without looking too deep. <laughs> it's up In there. all of for for Utah State or, or for the Mountain for, West, it's one of the best. It's probably top three. Yeah, no, I mean, I think U, Utah State has pretty close to all the top three with <laughs> the St. Mary's, Florida, and LSU games. But yeah, I think this is definitely. Hey, uh, I, this is definitely the one to watch right I, now. Aggie's got the memo from Craig Thompson to schedule up. Yeah, so let's get to, all right. So let's go to another. Let's go to Aztecs really quick. Um, we're not okay. going. Through, we're not going through every team. We're talking about the top two te- top teams now. We got a couple of thoughts. So what's your thoughts the Aztecs? Because they have some new incomers that are coming in doing quite well, some new guys. This is Brian Dutchers. He's still a newish coach. He's doing things. They have Malachi Flynn, who going to be probably a first-team all-conference player. He's impressed with his 30 minutes a game, 14 points so far, dishing out the ball five and a half times. Even defense is really good for him, stealing the ball. He, I think he's been what Aztecs fans have expected. Uh, them undefeated, it's like this is kind of what they it should be expected at this point of the year, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that he's definitely been as advertised, and this this is how I expected the start of the year to go for them. Um, the BYU game was was close, uh, but you know they came out and they won the game. If you know, if there's anything that's been a little disappointing, maybe um, KJ Fegan out of the the transfer from Santa Clara, mm-hmm. right? He he's been a little underwhelming. I mean, he was kind of he was a 17 point per game scorer with the Broncos before, and now. You know, Dutcher's offense is pretty slow, right? They yeah. play a pretty slow game. So you expect the scoring to drop a little, but he's sitting at nine points, I think, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Um, so I was just expecting a little bit more offense out of him. But other than that, I mean, you've got Yanni Wetzel had a big game against uh, San Diego, 20-12 and 12 city, for him. So, refer yeah. to correctly, San Diego State Aztecs are now the city champions of college basketball in San Diego. Ah, my, my, my apologies, <laughs> yes. City champions at San Diego State, yeah. But like, look at it, Fagan. Like he, here's why he's going to get better. He's only shooting 37 percent from the field and decent yeah. from three at 39 with that extended three point line. So if he gets like 42, 44, I'm betting he'll end the season like you said. They don't play not as fast places. Santa Clara. He's not the not going to be the main scorer on this team. Probably be two right. or three, but he's at nine nine and a half points. Same with the Yanni there. If you get him to 12. And you have four guys who score double digit, digits and Flynn leading the way at, say, anywhere between 14 and 18 a game. When's also an aspect, the offense had four guys in double figures average. They, they almost have yeah. five right now. Right. No, that would be the, the – that's the absolute formula to them getting an NCAA tournament bid. I mean, if it's going to be a two-bid Mountain West, that that's be. that's kind of how you do it. So, like, on their schedule, looking at it really quick, we'll go through a couple games with them. They have oh, – that Tennessee State game, man. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> they they do fine. They have some decent games on the schedule. Like they got Creighton coming up. They yeah. uh who else they got here? Oh actually, sorry. I, should I bring up the Long Island game? 
Jeez, come on. You, you could. The the, uh, the sharks, right? The newly minted Long Island sharks. Uh, are they but, new? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Utah coming up later, too. Hey, they lost to Coastal Carolina by 20-something. Give me a break. <laughs> like, every here in Utah, it's like, next year it's the guy. Next year it's like, you had freaking Kyle Kuzma on this team. You couldn't do anything. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating. But Utah's now football school, so that's all I care about. But that's still a yeah. decent, like... See what we want. Utah's a touch better than I think people thought coming into the year because I think they're preseason Pac-12 8 or 9. And not that the Pac-12 is great, but if you're at the bottom of a the worst Power 6 team league in the in college basketball, it's not great. But it's at home. It's a part of the home and home. But it's a decent game. It's not a bad game, clearly, because Utah's going to yeah. be okay, I think, a little bit. But they might finish 500 overall, possibly. But right. it's it's a decent opponent before you start league play. Like, you got Fresno, they go to Utah State early on. They go to Wyoming. Well, Wyoming's – sorry, Wyoming. You know what you are. You to, it's at <laughs> Arena Auditorium. Or is, or is it Auditorium Arena? I forget. Whatever. You're up at 20,000 feet, so it's always difficult. But <laughs> playing Utah's fine. That's a de- It's a better than playing. I was going to say San Diego Christian, but they played them that before Utah. So, <laughs> SDCC. <laughs> well, oh. now, and don't forget too that in the Las Vegas Invitational, right oh, after right. they play Creighton, they either get Texas Tech or Iowa. So that's probably their best non-conference game is whatever that game is. Forgot about that. Hey, yes, defending national champion runner-up Texas Tech Red Raiders. Right. So you got to mention, and, and also former UNLV yeah. head coach Chris Beard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, former UNLV legend. Chris exactly. Beard. Hey, you had a former coach who won national title. Put him on the rafters. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, but you're right. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot about the Las Vegas invite. That's something coming up too. So that's this weekend. Yeah. So look at our site. Like we're doing a bunch. Of, we got Feast Week coming up. Essentially starting now on Thursday. You got day basketball now through, not Christmas, but throughout the week. Like next couple weeks, especially next week. So we'll have like previews, tournament overview, overviews, and stuff going on. So if we're looking for something good to watch, you got obviously Jamaica, Utah State, LSU, Aztecs, Creighton, which is the uh, that's like I guess that's next week, week of Thanksgiving. So you get a couple of games yeah. out weekend as well. But this week, next week, a bunch of tournament games, a bunch of stuff like that going on. So let's go to the other end, Andrew. Let's kind of go to the side yeah. where it could be more fun. Um, let's go to <laughs> Nevada. Do you Nevada. actually? How do you pronounce it? I want to be clear. What do you say? Uh, no, Nevada. Good, not Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure we have people That's... who get very upset with that. Now that now that's the correct way, right? Nevada. Yes, Nevada is the correct yeah, way. Okay. The funniest thing was when they played Iowa State. There's a town in Iowa called Nevada, <laughs> and so it was amazing. And then part way through, I'm like, "Crap! How am I?" It's like a tongue twister. Nevada, Nevada. Which one's the right way? Again, it's like, no, we got it. <laughs> it was just a funny thing when they put Iowa State a couple years ago. So, are Wolfpack fans too uptight that they're not doing well with a, as you know, new coach and lost their five starters from last year? <laughs> this is this one's a little tough for me. Yeah, um, I think that Nevada fans. Well, I don't want to speak for all of them, but I think some of them came Do into it. the year with. No, I know you don't. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I, I'm trying not to lose too many followers here, right? Gotcha. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I, I think that a lot of them came in maybe a little um, with the rose-colored glasses, right? A little too optimistic, thinking you know, getting Steve Alford coming over that that's just everything's going to work and they were really excited about Jalen Harris and you know all of these things and that there wasn't going to be this drop off and they're defending blah 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 you know it's I get why they're mad I get why they would be disappointed I expected some drop off but I think it's been a little worse than I imagined I think like losing Utah by a couple is not the end of the world no they they beat UTA team who well, what I did to Scott Cross was a crime a couple years ago. They're usually a fast-paced team. They beat them. Hmm. A decent loss to USC. But then the Davidson lost by 20 the other day is just, oh, my gosh. How did, how's it? Yeah. I know Davidson's not, Davidson's not like a terrible team. But right. you shouldn't be losing to 20 by Davidson even though it's on the road. It's like, yeah, compete in those games. Come on. Right. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't ex- I expected Davidson to win that game, but not like that. And, yeah, I just – I think Nevada hasn't really – come together um obviously it's early there's still time mm-hmm. thing is there's i don't know that there's really another team that i like for f- fourth behind uh the top three teams in the conference so 
I don't know. It's it's kind of weird in the middle of the Mountain West right now. That's the standard standard practice here. We know the top yeah. couple of teams. We know the bottom <laughs> couple of teams, and then the middle is. I am disappointed. Let's go to that real quick. Disappointing teams. We'll get to the. Well, actually, let me wrap up Nevada. We don't need to make this super long. The first one, but they will be a team that will get things together because Alford's a good enough coach. Like yeah. UCLA is a, a tough gig to go. They have high expectations, and he didn't do a great job. New Mexico was amazing. What he did there. And so expect mm-hmm. somewhere in between. But year one, maybe Jazz Johnson does something great, keeps it going for them, steps up to be a main guy. These guys get together and figure it out. They're, here's what I'm going to say. I'm pretty confident at this point there'll probably be a, a first-round buy in the Mountain West Tournament. But they'll be obviously the lower right. They'll probably be middle of the pack, but I think they could be just above whatever the buys are. What's that, five, six or something, somewhere in that range. They'll be middle of the pack, but they'll be a team that'll come on strong late and could be an issue, but... It'll be a minute before they do that. But then again, the way they scheduled, too, like we've seen who they play, like a couple decent teams. They have uh, – I have the schedule here. They play Fordham next, who's not who's not great. They mm-hmm. have yeah. – here's your schedule. I'm wrong page here. They got SCU. Is that – oh, Santa Clara. It's a decent team. That's going to be a good matchup for them, relatively speaking. Um, Texas Southern, they should blow them out of the water. They go to BYU, which Yola Childs will be back, which I believe he'll be back, so it'll be a tough one. Um yeah, we'll see how they go. Like they go to Air Force, that'll be. It, there's a couple games. St. Mary's will be tough, but they have a yeah. couple games here and there, which I think maybe give them some confidence because Fordham and Santa Clara, at worst, a split probably win both. Are those tournament Probably games? Think. Yeah, Paradise GM. Who else is in Paradise GM? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, I do not have that up in front of me. Uh, I'll take a quick look and see. But my point is, their schedule's not overly tough. They scheduled fine to be able to get some wins, but. It's going to take time to get stuff going. That's all we're saying. It's not going to be yeah. fifteen and zero or twelve and you know what I mean, like twelve and two or something amazing. They have Cincinnati in the Paradise Jam. They're okay. I got the bracket in front of me real quick. They got four. That's Fordham, obviously part of it. They could play Grand Canyon or Valpo. Um, okay. They got Illinois State. Since he's probably going to win the whole thing. Bowling Green and Western yeah. Kentucky. So nothing great, but. Those yeah, those last two. I, I I mean, I like both of those teams, Bowling Green and Western Kentucky. But I would say Nevada should be at or above their level. So yeah, I think really Cincinnati is the only team in that field that I heard that really. Yeah, I think is clearly uh, Illinois above State's all right, Nevada. but Redbirds. What about Valpo and Great Canyon? Are they better than both of either of those? I they should be, <laughs> but I think how they do in that game could tell us a lot about where they're at. Right That's now. what I want to see because they could beat Ford and should beat Fordham. If yeah, they could win that so. next game, they'd get Cincinnati in the finals. Yeah. So, so I mean, that that would be a, their best hope, I think, at making a good statement, especially kind of after how they've done against Utah, USC, and some of their you know bigger games, Davidson. So I think if are, they still want to make a statement, they they need to get to that Cincinnati game. And right now, Fordham's three and great, but this starts Friday, twenty second, middle of the day. It's like twelve, it's 12 Pacific, or yeah, twelve Pacific. Just real quick, they beat Marist, Fairlight Dickinson, and SFBK, which is St. Francis, Brooklyn. Not to be confused with St. Francis, Long Island. Just saying. Or St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Just saying. Right, right, right. I, I want to make sure, Andrew, so we're on the same page yes. here. Because we know the difference differences between all those schools. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all <laughs> in different parts of the tri-state Northeast, area. Northeast, <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to our next little topic here because I have things written down. Let me just go to Air Force really quick because we thought that yeah, exactly. Who they have coming back, they have – You know, you got Lavelle Scotty, Ryan Swan. They brought back the whole crew. I was I was really high on Air Force. I thought they were going to be the dark horse. Yeah. Uh, hasn't been there so far. They lost to LMU, Loyola Marymount. Not, again, not Loyola Marymount, Maryland. Not LMU, <laughs> Illinois. LMU out on the West Coast. Just saying, I know my LMUs, like St. Francis. But oh, yeah. I want to ask you this. I've, I brought this up forever for Air Force. With them playing at altitude, obviously somewhat of a size disadvantage due to restrictions in the academy. Why don't they – they played, am I correct, in their 15 players in the recent game in the Junkaku Jam against LMU today? Yeah, when I was counting in the box score, I think it was 14 or 15. That's what I got. Hockey change. So. Every every time, they should be what Len Bias did back in the 80s. 
and just <laughs> run, run. Like, you're playing LMU. Come on. You got to do it. Yeah. I go, mean, that's the perfect team, right? <laughs> hockey lineup. Go five in, five out every chance you get and run the teams to death. You're already at 7,000, 8,000 feet in the Colorado Springs. Why not? Right? I brought it, bring it up every year. They should do this. And I mean, you know that they're very well conditioned. Yeah. Right. What do you think of my idea? I bring it up every time. You with me? I'm with you. No, I think it's great. And I, <laughs> do I don't think that they have a bad roster for it either, to be perfectly honest. No, they brought back everybody, but they are disappointing, which kind of stinks. I thought they would yeah. be like with the pre, we, I think, yeah, you wrote up, I think you did that for a good a couple of different things on media day who would overachieve. And we all thought Air Force would. Yeah. There's still time for that because they beat Texas State, they beat Army, but those are freaking Idaho State. Come on, they're not very good. They lost to TCU, right. which is an okay team, Big 12 team there. But they it still could come together, but it's a team I thought would score a lot with Scotty there, but they're not quite there. But maybe it's just odd because they're like a senior-heavy team. They brought everybody back. There shouldn't be a reason for losing to these bad teams. Yeah, they just it seems like they've got – they've been less than the sum of their parts. I think, you know, they've got all these guys who, who are good, but they're just not playing good. They're not playing well at the same time. They just have a lot of good basketball players, just not playing good basketball really. All right. So do you think they're going to turn around a little bit? Honestly, I'm I'm not sure. They need to, they need to shoot better and yeah. they need to, they need to figure out how to score consistently together. I hope that they can. You know, I came in, if for no no other reason, that I came in pretty high on Air Force, and I, you know, I want to see that come to fruition. But I don't know. All right, let's get to this really quick. Let's kind of wrap this up real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we got a couple of these. We'll talk about. Let's do this real quick. Nico Carvaccio. Ah, uh, Nico Carvaccio. Yes. How good is he? Explain to people who may not follow, that may not believe me when I say he's really good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's honestly one of – and I, I don't – you know, I'm not just saying this to pander to Mountain West people. He's one of the best big men in the nation, and he really doesn't get much attention because, you know, he plays for a pretty mediocre team. Colorado State has not had a lot of success, but he certainly has. He's averaging a double-double, which should surprise absolutely nobody. Correct. Um, and, yeah, I think – you were just telling me actually that he just surpassed a thousand points and a thousand rebounds. Is that right? Yeah, you want to know who's in that club? Tell me if you heard these people before. Um, David Robinson, <laughs> Tim yes. Duncan, yes, Shaq, yes. Or, excuse me, Shaquille O'Neal. For those who are not sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Danny Manning. Oh man. Patrick Ewing. Bill Walton. Ralph Sampson, Rick Barry, Christian Lehner, and let me click on these two tweets because I'm not sure who these two guys are. Um, oh, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sorry, KAJ33 on Twitter. Not sure who you are. And then also Draymond Green. Pretty, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty good list, right? So what you're saying is if you've got a future Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer there, Rams, right? Exactly. And, you know, if nobody knows – if nobody knows him in college, you know, is he really going to care when he's polishing off all those NBA championship rings and his Hall of Fame okay, <laughs> jacket? But when I saw that tweet, I'm like, it just wowed me because I'm like, yeah, some of those guys like Manny didn't make the NBA, but everybody and Walton injuries, but and Leitner was whatever, not great in the NBA. But like right. these guys, like they're amazing. Like everybody on there is like a Hall of Famer and like a legit NBA superstar. Yeah, there. I mean, there are just really no, no bad names on that list. Uh, like, if so, you look at it, Draymond Green, might be the worst, but he's also really, 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 really good. Right, college speaking. But so with him on the Rams, like, are they? Could they be that team? I know it's super early, and we'll just speculate ahead because that's what we do here. Are they going to be a team that kind of just gets somebody in the side and like upsets a team here or there just because they're at home and they beat Utah State somehow because Nico goes off for like – imagine when Nico and Nemus get on play each other. Holy crap, that's like the best power man, big man matchup in the country almost. Yeah, no, I mean that's – I think Colorado State, honestly, if – you know, we've seen teams like Boise State, Air Force, Fresno State, UNLV, Nevada, all of those teams have been struggling so far. Colorado State could come up and kind of – surprise people i think if they you know if carvacho continues to play at sort of an almost all-american level 
I think that, you know, Colorado State could be kind of a surprise team. They've got a couple freshmen who have been contributing well. But, yeah, I mean, Carvacho is he, – he's going to be right there with Merrill for player of the year, I think. Do you think he'll in, get – In the Mountain West. Yeah, do you think he'll get credit nationally for this stuff? Not as much as he should. Probably right. Also, it's also helpful they have Nico Medved, year two coach. So right. he went through year one. He's on year two. Like – I think if we're looking at a team, like I thought Air Force could be that spoiler type team. I, I'm not going to count them out already because, like you said, it's five games in. I think you have to include the Rams. That could be a team that they'll have head-scratcher losses and also wins. But I think they're a team yeah. like they can beat Fresno. They can – what we're seeing right now, why can't they beat Nevada, UNLV, Wyoming? Like I, if you're telling me I don't know. Yeah. what team's definitively better than them, I know they're probably going to finish maybe five to seven. But if you're telling me any teams that are 100% better than them, Utah State, San Diego State, probably New Mexico, more, most likely New Mexico, but that's it. They could probably be anybody else that finish fourth, right? Yeah. No, I, I think that they definitely I, – I was lower on them. Um, part, you know, part of this is me liking what I've seen so far to some degree, but also not liking what I've seen from a lot of the other teams. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Rams have some potential here. And they're going to be a team like, here's why in college basketball, if you had the best player on the floor, you're probably going to win a lot of games. And I wouldn't be shocked if they were, if things fall right for them and NIT bid might not, might not be too much to ask for. Might I wouldn't not. think so. It'd be close. Yeah. But, uh, I, like I, mean, yeah I think everything has to break pretty, pretty, pretty well, but. I, I think that's certainly attainable. All right. So is SC, is, is San Jose State going to be average this year? <laughs> uh, by San Jose State standards, they're going to be great. I think. No, I, I, I don't. It's early, but it's they beat encouraging. Hofstra you know, on the road, they beat they beat Hofstra. They just beat Grambling State. Who? Yeah, they're in the swack, but they're not a they're not a bad team. So, you know, that's that's encouraging. That's already half of their win total from last year, right? Yes, but then we should also mention 87-39, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. But it's also okay. Arizona. So, but Arizona, I think, is – I think they're one of the top ten teams we in the country, too. Are, probably yeah. so. But here's the thing, too, which I like about their schedule. I remember last year where we they were super close when they played that stretch of, like, Stan, that Pac-12 swing, Stanford, Cal – Nearly got those victories, had the leads. They have that chance this year. Oregon State, they get Stanford at they get Stanford at home. Good job. They go to Santa Clara, a decent team. They got mm-hmm. Pepperdine on the schedule, which we'll see how they do in the West WCC. But they got Oregon, like I mentioned, Oregon State. They go to UCLA. They'll have chances. Like their schedule is tough, but I think like they could probably beat Portland State at home, right? Out, or excuse me, that's a oh, no, it's a campus game. They're all they're in the Vegas Classic, the Continental Tire. But against Portland State, yeah, but that's a campus game. They yeah. can beat them, right? I mean, Portland State's my alma mater, so oh, I, I apologize. Uh, oh, I, I oh, no, no, it's okay, it's, it's okay. Um, so <laughs> I'll certainly be rooting. But Portland State just lost to Portland, so you Who's know, better? at this point, I I love the Vikings, but I uh, I'm not ready to commit 100 percent to them being able to beat San Jose State right now. Okay, I hear you. I that's a it almost got awkward there a little bit, but we're good. I, it's good to know. <laughs> Portland State, Utah guy, talking Mountain West. That's what it, that's what it is, right? Yeah. So this is the same tournament San Diego State's in, right? Am I correct on this? The Continental Tire Las Vegas Invitational? I believe that's the one, yeah. I don't think there's two Las Vegas Invitationals, so yeah. I think yeah, we'll have to look into this further because I know there's two tournaments in Vegas typically, but uh, we'll, it's on FS1, November 28th, 29th. Or is um, – hold on. This might be awkward. I th- is is San Jose State the uh, the the campus game that's not moving on? <laughs> they might be. I think I think that might be what what's going on. Or they might do like the kind of split tournament where they've got kind of the the A bracket and the B bracket. I think that's what this is because I'm on the actual okay. website. You got like Cal Poly, Tennessee State, North Florida, Brooklyn, Tech. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Disregard that. I thought that could be something interesting. Um. But I think like they they're slowly improving. But like we looked at it last year, they had so many guys like Ryan. Who is it? Um, Ryan. Um, shoot, Ryan really, Wellage. Yeah, Ryan Wellage, Brandon Clark, who's in the NBA doing good things, great for Gonzaga. <laughs> right. It's like 
they've had talent on this team. And it was, yeah, I mean, they even had the two guys, uh, Stedman, who went out to Montana, mm-hmm. and the other one who went to USC. His name's escaping me right now. But when they lost their prior coach, because they got Gene Perillo now, um, yeah, Wolchek, Wol- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left for was I think his family issues, mother or his mom was ill or something. East Coast. They were building something to be good, and now, but every time it's. I don't know what to do to build this team, and we're not going to do a deep dive on Spartans recruiting and basketball to go forward. <laughs> but you can clearly see people come to them to want to play. It's just Perlu's got to get at least ten wins this year. It's like you got to keep improving. Like you can't have like they lost their leading. Didn't they lose their leading score from last year already? I want to say they lost, uh, lost that guy as well. But regardless, the San Jose State's leading scorer from last year. No, I mean San Jose State. Did they lose like uh, I forget who it was? But they. My point is, they lose talent like hand over fist. That yeah. can't, that can't happen. Like get get me to ten wins and sh- and be close. Like I'm looking at last year really quick. Just kind of they went on a massive losing streak. They beat New Mexico somehow at home. Like they won right. four games last year, and one was against Life Pacific Division, not one. Whatever they're in, so yeah, I think they're NAIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me ten wins and be close to more games, and then we're talking. Barely. Sure. And Barely. I mean, <laughs> so when you ask, are they going to be average? I think they could be that, but that's not average. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Last one here. UNLV bringing the heat because Rebel fans, ooh, they think we're the worst. Because we're <laughs> realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. What do we got, Coach, Coach TJ? What do we got? I don't know. This this team has looked ugly so far. <laughs> I I've watched a, a few of these games, and it's just I don't. That Kansas State game especially was just riddled with turnovers and bad shooting. Um, that that was a tough one to watch, and it went into overtime, so the pain was you know stretched out. But I don't know. They've got the pieces, right? They? They've got. I think I like their the guys individually. I don't know how I like them as a team so far, though. Like Amari Hardy's pretty good. Donnie Tillman, who's luckily they have him, who is currently or not currently, but eligible immediately. Like right. Like if you look at just kind of the box score, like they have guys. They have multiple, like Hardy Tillman, Mitro Long doing well, and then Mbake Diong is a ten loved rebound guy, seven point guy. Bryce Helmuthin seven points. Like they have a lot of decent scoring. Like five, six right. guys that could score. They are not shooting great from beyond the arc or in the field, well under 45, 40, or excuse me, under 50%, 40, what, 43 here. But 15 turnovers a game, it's like you're not going to win many games if you turn the ball over every other minute, it seems like. Right. No, that's exactly the and case. And Bobcat yeah. lost Texas State. Ooh. Yeah, see, it's funny. I think I, I picked Texas State, I think, to beat Air Force. I thought they might pull off that upset. Air Force beat them. And then, you know, UNLV turns around and loses to them. So that, that's got my whole perception of the league thrown, thrown off it, at the uh, moment. Thanks, UNLV. Right. But, like, we'll see. Like, Coach TJ's done a good job recruiting already, which yeah. is twofold. You're a good coach for what you've done before, but you're also at UNLV, which is a place people – it's slowly fading away from the memories, like in the uh, Back to the Future where the pitcher's going fa- phasey or <laughs> – or not facing, right. but you know, I mean, going away with Michael J. Fox there, it's like, oh, what's going on here? I, my fingers are gone. My pitcher's disappearing in my body. That's what their national title in Final Four is. That was, what, 30 years ago just about? We're coming yeah, up on that? Pretty close to 30 years, yeah. And so Larry Johnson ain't coming back. You ain't getting Amad Rashad. You ain't getting – or not Amad Rashad. Uh, shoot, Reggie Theus or whoever. They look the same to me. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not getting those guys coming through the door. Stacey Ogman's not coming back in. So, um right. They need, I don't know, maybe this is a coach because whatever, but they have some decent, like, schedule's good. Like, them being challenged, like, they're fa- somehow they're favored. It gets done if we had SMU coming up. I don't get it, but they are. That makes no sense to me, but they're favored. That's the BPI for you, Andrew. 67% chance to beat us. <laughs> well, if the BPI said it, then we have to trust it. Fact. Gospel. They got, like, they have some opponents. <laughs> like, they, they do schedule. They get Cincinnati, which will be a loss. They got, uh, let's see, they got BYU at home. Um, oh, so they're playing UCLA and Cincinnati. They got the whole Mick Cronin, oh, you know, ties going on there. Exactly. 
They got Pacific. Like they they do a good job because they can still get teams to come to their area because the high schools and Bishop Gorman, whatever it may be, are other good college hoops in the area. So they have a decent time to or decent opponents to go. But they also have like Eastern Michigan, Robert Morris, where they need those type of games as well. So they get challenged, and then games where they can build confidence. But we thought one of those confidence building games was Texas State. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's so, your? Yeah. What do we think? Are they? I know it's I hate doing big season stuff, but we didn't do a preseason show, so we're kind of mixing and matching. Right, right. No, I think um, you know I I kind of still have them in the six or seven spot, I guess. I That's just fair. right in the in smack dab in the middle. I I'm not exactly sure how to make heads or tails of them at this point, but I don't really see them morphing into a top three, top four team. But I don't see them falling all the way to the basement either. Do they have the right coach this time? Do you think? I know it's still too early, but do you think oh what... the right coach this time? Um, I would like to see it. You know, I, I want to see somebody kind of stay there and bring that program back. You know, like and play the Johnny B. Good riff and Back to the Future, right? <laughs> bring them all back. But um, I, yeah, I, let's just say I hope so. Um, he was great at South Dakota State what he did there, so I hope he can kind of do something like that for UNLV because. Their program being good is just good for the whole league. All right. I found an air on Ken Palm. Or no, it's all right. Is BYU really play UNLV and Salt Lake City? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's part of a, a big uh, Utah-based tournament. Is that right? No, because there is the Beehive Classic, which is ridiculously stupid. Right. That's Be- the one I was thinking. Because, but that's not this? No, because that's like Utah State – BYU, it's like it's like four of the teams because for some reason I'll go on a side note here. The Utah teams don't really want to play each other because you know the Pac-12 and Utah they're so superior in basketball, and BYU thinks the same about about uh, like Utah State or Southern Utah or even UVU. But it's a no. What it is, um, the I'm looking real quick. The Utah, not Utah BYU. Hold on, Utah State. I, no, it must just be a, just a random neutral game instead of going to, huh? Um. Marriott Center, they're going to Vivint, which is literally feet from where I'm standing right now, about 50 feet away from that arena. Maybe I need to go to that game to watch see what happens. Yeah. But let me tell you this real quick. We th- you think UNLV is going to be okay? Ken Palm, have you seen what their projected record is? <laughs> no, but I've got the site up. But what, oh, wait, wait, what, what I want we, you to guess. It? What do you think it is? Uh, all right, before I look. Um, like Just win total. Projected win total? Yeah. Uh, 13? Exactly right. You know, Ken Palm, 13 and 18 is our projected win total. Oof. I thought maybe it would be a little low. I I just don't think the preseason stuff that he liked them very much. Because, you know, Ken Palm still has a lot of Mm -hmm. kind of uh, projections in the the mix with the data, which is why he can do his from the start. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think they'll be a little better than 13 wins. But, you know, at this point, it hasn't been... Too promising yet. Because looking at the conference losses, like they have ho- road, road losses to Boise State, which I could see that maybe, but also to Mexico and Nevada. Or actually, Mountain Mexico, Colorado State, and Mexico and Nevada. So oh, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Uh, so there, there's your your reality check, at, um, Rebel fans. You're going to finish middle, middle of the pack. <laughs> but I think we yeah. get really quick with they brought in the prior coach came from New Mexico State. So you think bringing a coach from a non-major program, you would give him some leeway, or he'd like? But they fired him too. They fired the coach too soon. So they bring a guy from South Dakota State, which is not the recruiting footprint, middle of the country, remote place to recruit to, but he's still a talent there. And so I think the question we're going to ask in and later this year or maybe next year going forward was it having a key talent or was it you're a good coach? Like just having that one guy who yeah. people overlooked. So I think the recruiting yeah, is on the right th- path. I think that's where they're going quite well. Yeah, I agree. All right. Any final shots before we wrap up here? Um, I just, I, I think at this point it's pretty clear that uh, Wyoming it looks like the worst team in the league, unfortunately. Sorry, Wyoming fans. The, but the I think. I think San Jose State it looks better than them so far, and it's just been it's been pretty rough going. So just 
Hang in there, Wyoming fans. Alan Edwards, buckle up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's it for this show. Like I said, we'll try to get, we'll try to figure out our schedules to get a regularly uh, hoops podcast out there with it mixed in with our other football stuff we do in other one-off shows. So first off, Andrew, I'll say you got a, a good job. You can come back next time. It's okay. All right. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so, it worked extremely well. And honestly, for folks who are wondering, this is the first time we ever chatted with each other, and there is minimal talking over each other, which is amazing. So we do a good job. Good work. We both did a good job, I think, on that All right, part. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, wait, real quick. We have right. Alan Edwards news that just popped on my Twitter feed here. Oh, Michael boy. L. Katz on Twitter, who is amazing, hilarious, used to cover Boise State stuff, now at Wyoming. Alan Edwards starting his press press conference, 9.57 local time, mountain time, tells us the team won't be at tomorrow's football game due to travel. He did, however, tell everyone to come to the game. He ended up in the intro with beat the sheep. <laughs> Bring in the heat. <laughs> so wow. there's that for you to wrap up the podcast. So it's good. I, Rivalry Week is amazing. But that's our show this time. MWR.com is where you can find all of our written stuff. We have so much basketball, so much football, so much whatever. If you want just to hoop, we have a basketball page. Go check that out. Because I can only do so much, Andrew, of making it balance through our top five. I pin stuff. I move stuff. I retweet stuff again. <laughs> Stuff gets lost. I forget to post on Facebook. I apologize, Facebook users. Go to the website because you'll find everything there. Search. You can go by team, football or basketball, projections. There's all tab for stuff. So also subscribe to this show if you have it. We're anywhere you can find it. Um, on anchor.fm at the moment. So I, I shouldn't say at the moment. We're there. Everywhere else <laughs> we could find this. The feed should be completely synced up by now. But we'll be back next time talking more hoops. Probably, I'm thinking, actually, since next week's Thanksgiving, Maybe we should do a week off. Sorry, we just started this, but maybe we should do that because <laughs> we got all the tournaments, Andrew. We can't just come back in the middle of the tournaments, right? Yeah, no, I think we, we it's better to wait and actually have something to say. So, and it's turkey week. Yeah. We, got, we got stuff going on, right? Like eating and watching exactly. football like I do. So, <laughs> all right, we're good here. So we'll see you next time, everyone. And again, MWC Wire, check us out on Twitter, and we'll be back with more hoops next time.